Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, with us right now, we've got Leah Kaplanis. Leah, you are the founder and CEO of Social, which is known as the cleanest alcohol available today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So, Leah, you have an amazing story that that really helped you come up with this idea. Um, we'll talk about your business success and and that sort of thing. Is uh, but I'd really love for you to kind of share the uh, share the story, uh, the social story. Yeah, sure thing. So I started social about six years ago when I was uh, living in Chicago, and I actually had been going through this healing journey. Uh, because when I was 26, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. And I ended up choosing to heal holistically. So instead of having surgery, I went vegan for several years and I didn't drink alcohol at all. And two wow. years into that, I had learned so much about holistic nutrition and, and even our emotional wellness um, in that we need to really connect with, with each other as humans. We're social, social creatures. And uh, and I didn't drink at all. And then I realized I really wanted to drink again, but I wanted something cleaner that I felt good about. And so that's how the idea for social was born. Well, okay. So you have this great idea. How do you bring it to reality? Like, how do you create a product like that? Yeah. So, you know, some people, they, they come up with a product and they just, they make it and then they figure out who wants it. And sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. What I did instead was I really focused on who I wanted to serve and whose needs I really wanted to meet. And for me, that was clear that I really wanted to focus on health conscious people, predominantly women. And so I went out and did research on specifically what they're drinking now, what they like about it, what don't they like about it. And from that, I, I got a concept of, you know, exactly what, you know, they were looking for, what was not out there. And then from there, I found people that could help me make it from a food a beverage company uh, who helps formulate these things to a brewmaster. And, uh, and I came up with the flavors uh, and what sugars and that kind of thing. And before you know it, I had some samples. So is it expensive to, to formulate something like that? I mean, I wouldn't even know how that would work and how much I'd end up paying, uh, you know, a... Uh you know, I imagine like someone with a white lab coat and, you know, and, and, uh, uh just, you know, people that are in yes. that world. Yeah. So, uh, it's about $10,000. Sometimes for that, you can get about two, two items done, two or three items. Wow. But you know what? I actually, what I did was I worked with a flavor house, flavor company. And I said, um, you know, if you formulate all of these for me for free, I will buy the flavor from you ongoing. And so, actually, I've had all of my product development work done for free for the past six years. Brilliant. All right. So, you come up with this great idea. Now, before you invest money in 
the, you know, in getting the, all of this developed or your effort and that sort of thing, like, mm-hmm. were you doing market testing? Were you like, were you, get, you putting feelers out to try and say, listen, if I go through with this, I need to know that this is going to be a good use of my time and effort and, and resources. So, I mean, yeah. what, 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 so, what groundwork did you do? Yeah. So, you know, I, I did was in marketing and sales and marketing for Nestle for eight years. And I mm. got my MBA in marketing and uh, undergrad in marketing. And the the first thing that you really ask yourself when deciding, you know, is there a big enough opportunity out there to sustain a business is to figure out the size of the market. And in some ways you can do this in a, you know, in a common sense way for what I did was I walked into a liquor store and I saw that there were just thousands and thousands and thousands of products in a, in a store, in a liquor store. And I said, okay, I'm a health conscious woman. What do I want to drink? And I knew that there were all of these, you know, this concept that had been, uh, you know, that, that wasn't really available yet. And I had talked to all these women and they said, this is what they wanted. And I said, okay, well, if all these other companies can sustain themselves in this huge, you know, $80 billion category or whatever it is, um, then, you know, there's room for me to get a quarter of a percent and that's enough. Mm-hmm. So. So now that you've got the product, how do you bring it to market? What was the first way that you introduced? Like, so you go back to these women who said, yeah, I'd, I'd try that. And so you probably show up on their front door with a case and like, hey, remember when you said you were going to buy this product? Here I am. Break out your checkbook, please. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been a good idea. <laughs> um, you know, so the first, the first thing that I did was I did all my graphic design to say, here is the, con- here's the packaging, here's the brand name, here's the website. These are all things that are sort of like, uh, I guess they're two-dimensional, right? They're on paper, they're on the website, and they kind of show this visual of what you're trying to create. And from that vision that I could show people, I went to retailers and I said, hey, I'm going to be launching this thing. Here's the idea. Here's what, here's what it looks like. I got some samples. They weren't they weren't produced yet, but they were you know in a plastic uh, you know bottle just to show just to have them taste it. Yeah. I said, okay, you know it's it's called it like a minimum viable product, right? Right. And then from there, you know they they said that they would buy it, and then I was able to get accepted with distributors to also buy it. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. So who were your first stores that you got into, and and then what happened? Yeah, so my first stores were Mariano's in Chicago and Whole Foods mm-hmm. in Chicago. Oh, congratulations. Left. Yeah. So you were able to just start with like a, a, a regional section of Whole Foods. Correct. There's like 11 regions for Whole Foods. And so oh, you, my gosh. Yeah, so I dropped off samples at the regional office and uh-huh. you know the buyer said, go out, go talk to all the stores and have them sign that they want it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll set the item up in the system. Wow. All right. So now when you've got, so you've got a manufacturer that's producing and that's a beverage company and uh, you've got, obviously you've got the retailers. Um, you just need to make sure that they're talking to each other. <laughs> Like how, how does that work operationally? So first, actually I had the retailer acceptance. They said, okay, well, as soon as you launch this, I'll take it. Yeah. And then I have my distributor because in alcohol, you need distributors. They said, okay, as soon as you launch this, I'll take it. And 
along, you know, parallel pathing, I was talking with a whole bunch of uh, co-packers and manufacturers to make it for me because the equipment to make a canned beverage, especially canned alcohol beverage can be, you know, millions and millions of dollars. Mm. And so I went to some co-packers and I said, Hey, you know, this is going to be the volume. I'll do year one. Of course I said, I thought I would do way more than I did. I always overestimate entrepreneurs tend to do that. Um, and, uh, and then I got them to do it, but it, that, that was quite a, a challenging thing to do is to get a co-packer that could make it and that knew that I would produce enough to make it worth their time. And what have your biggest challenges been from like supply and demand and, and kind of working with supply chains, that sort of thing? Yeah, it's, you know, the way that it works well is when you really have strong relationships with retailers sales seems to heal so many things. Um, <laughs> there aren't, this is funny. It's like that, that quote, it's like, there aren't too many problems in business can't be solved with more sales and money. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, um, for me, that was really my strength was, was doing sales to retailers. Uh, but then we had, we did, we've had capacity constraints every summer where we couldn't, our producer, um, you know, couldn't produce it fast enough, didn't have enough line time available. So it's really important to actually have multiple producers so that if one is really busy, uh, you can go and work with another one. Have you ever been in a situation where they're first, like, I know you've had some good media uh, where, uh, and you were on CNBC, you were on a million dollar, a billion dollar buyer. Um, like when, when those events happen, do you plan in advance with that and work with your retailers and like, hey, just heads up, uh, you know, we might have a, a little bit of a rush on our, uh, on the shelves. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, definitely always telling retailers about new marketing coming out, new media, keeping them just um, aware about your success and that you're getting attraction, you know, buzz and, um, you know, attention in the marketplace. But, you know, in entrepreneurship, there's so many things to do. So there's kind of like, you know, what you, what you'd like to do. And then there's how it actually goes, you know. So as, um, you know, the product is on the shelves and um, that's not enough to just put great product on shelves. I mean, obviously you have your own marketing and your own social and everything else that you need to do. Like what have you done specifically? What have you been your biggest things to drive uh, a product awareness? You know, because of that situation where we often didn't have enough product because we were, you know, we were selling to retailers so fast. So we kept every year we're adding more and more retailers. And so I haven't done a lot of advertising. Um, so up until now, you know, I mainly just, I had the website, I have our, our free social media channels. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the, the biggest thing I've done is send out lots of samples to influencers and to, Art. you know, yeah, and to media and to, uh, you know, just really build some friendships and partnerships with people that are moving and shaking out there. Um, and we really like to create really authentic partnerships that are long-term. And uh, that's been kind of the main way we've done it. And then also the TV show. Yeah, you know, and if I think of like where consumer behavior is today and what truly drives behavior and you think about the ROI from, you know, great influencer engagement versus glossy full page ads, 
it's not even close. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> just in terms of bang for the buck, if you have a great program, I would imagine now, um, Leah, that uh, it, tell me a little bit about your operation and like who you've got on the team. Um, you know who you've hired in and and what kind of great stuff that that that's allowed you to do as a CEO. Yeah, so we have about twelve people right now, and um, I was fortunate enough to have recruited. Um, you know, some, some pretty talented people. Uh, so we've got, you know, VP of sales who used to work at Walgreens for 10 years handling their alcohol nationally. And I have a director of sales who has worked for Miller and Bacardi and several (laughs) brands. And, uh, yeah, so we've got, you know, we've got quite a, quite a big team sort of at this point. And, uh, you know, it's, it's completely dependent upon, upon their devotion and their work ethic and their attitude and, you know, it's crucial. What uh, communities really love your product? I would imagine. So like, I'm kind of into the, into the keto scene. Um, uh, but, uh, so, so you would be a great fit because you're 88 calories and one gram of sugar. Yes. Keto is a really great audience for us and community. Absolutely. We've got several, several loyalists that are keto. Uh, but you know, really anyone who's focused on health and, you know, health and fitness, Mm. uh, there's definitely a lot of people that are also just active physically, like in the yoga communities or running communities. We sponsor Mm. the Chicago marathon. It's our third Uh year being the wine of the Chicago marathon. So, um, doing different runs and races is, uh, part of our, our marketing. How do you do influencer marketing? Like, how do you identify influencers? And then what's your engagement look like? Like, how do you, what do you reach out? What do you say? Yeah, so we've got about uh, 60 plus affiliates signed up on our affiliate program. Mm-hmm. And so they basically go to our website, w, you know, socialsparklingwine.com, and they go to the affiliate page and they fill out an application that just kind of talks about who they are and their, you know, their presence online. And then we approve it. And uh, they, you know, we, we send them product, we send them photos and images, and uh, basically they earn 15 to 20% of all e-commerce sales that go through their platforms. So it goes directly to their, you know, we transfer it over to their bank account. And, um, you know, we partner on all kinds of different ways, whether it's if they've got a podcast, if they have a blog, if they have events happening, you know, that I can, I can go and, um, you know, be interviewed on those, go to their events, that sort of thing. So. Now, so your flavors for the, so you've got sparkling wine and then you've got sparkling water as well. Um, and you've got, so do you have four flavors of each? Is that right? Uh, we've got six flavors of wine and four okay. flavors of water. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. So, um, and then uh, of the wine ones, you've got uh, elderflower, apple, strawberry rose, hibiscus, cucumber, pink grapefruit, uh, and then there's two other ones that. Uh, oh, I'm I'm just looking at the front page right now. So, of of the six flavors, uh, gosh, I would think that grapefruit. Oh, coconut, a toasted coconut almond. That would be really, really interesting. I would think that I would probably like the grapefruit ginger. I'm not sure. What, what's your favorite flavor? You know, my favorite is elderflower apple. They mm. look at apple a day. Uh, but, you know, everybody's got their favorites. And, the you know, each one of them has superfoods in it and botanicals. So, like the pink grapefruit ginger, that has organic ginger extract. So, it's a little spicy. It's, it's mm-hmm. real ginger. Oh, and uh, yeah. the strawberry rose has organic rose essence. And so they're very, you know, particular. And so everyone really has their preferences. 
Brilliant, brilliant. Well, great. So, uh, Leah, you are on the web at socialsparklingwine.com. You can see all the flavors. You could order online. And then, of course, you can also see the directory of all of the stores that the product is available right now on the shelves. And so, uh, I tell you what, I'm going to be heading up to Lucky's, <laughs> which is just a few minutes north of me, uh, and, uh, and, and get me a case. Well, I greatly appreciate that, and I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, it sounds great. So, fantastic. So, uh, Leah Kaplanis, uh, I want to thank you so much. You're the uh, founder and CEO of Social Sparkling Wine. You're on the web at socialsparklingwine.com. Thank you so much. Thank you, Josh. You guys have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.